Yeah. It's your boy D1, man. Everybody want to know. What you mean when you say God and girls? Check it. If it ain't about God, it's about these girls. Yeah. If it ain't about God, it's about these girls. Yeah. Everybody know they rule the world. Yeah. Everybody know. We are ecstatic to have you. Okay. It is my <laughs> pleasure. Are you kidding? I'm so glad to be on. And the second thing I want to say is your background is fantastic. Okay. I mean, everybody's in these hearings I've been having has been talking about the background that people have in your background. That's fantastic. So. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. Well, it's very calming, you know, mm-hmm. very calming. So, you know, let's get right to it. You're a few hours away from election day. How yes. are you feeling? I love to start with just how are you feeling? Well, I guess I'm excited but I'm also tired. Running a statewide <laughs> campaign um, is incredible. And Texas is huge. Um, I was in Houston for two days. Dallas is huge. Um, it's been a wonderful journey. I've met lots of wonderful people. Um, I'm hopeful. I think there's an air of change um, all over the state. And I think that um, the more voter suppression um, actions that occur, I think it actually incentivizes my base to get out and say, you know what, we can't tolerate this. This isn't America. This isn't Texas. Um, It's time for change. So um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, You know, the turnout has been great, but in politics, you just never know. That's true. I hear, I mean, you seem very excited. And it seems like, you know, your staff and everybody around you is excited. And the people that support you make you want to go even harder each day. But for someone like me, who I'm not necessarily running for office yet, what I hear amongst some of my family members and friends is a sense of apathy, where it's like, ah, it's not going to matter whatever we do. I don't know, most of the people running anyway, politics doesn't matter. I'll vote just because or I won't vote at all. What do you have to say to those people? Well, first of all, I would love to take off my high heels and beat them up. But since (laughs) I can't do that, you know, number one, um, it does make a difference. For example, if you're going to protest the Breonna Taylors and all the people who've been murdered, um, you need to vote because guess what? I know in Dallas, we had a problem. Our police chief, and I'm gonna go ahead and be out with it. Um, well, it's alleged that she allowed protesters to be placed on the bridge, then they blocked the protesters, then they shot them with rubber bullets. That's wrong. Well, who controls the police chief? Well, in my town, it's the city council. The right. city council needs to hold her um, hold her accountable. Well, who holds the city council accountable? The people. So if you get crazy policies like police who think they can just shoot anyone, um, you need to take action and vote, participate. Who is your city council member? Or if it's if you're in your county, if it's the county sheriffs. It's important who your county commissioner is, who's going to select that appointed person who's going to make decisions. Just take it a step further. You get arrested or your son gets arrested for possession of drugs. You want someone who's gonna be empathetic. It matters who that judge is. Trust me, it makes a difference in my court. If you come into my court as a district court judge, as a pro se person, now, I'm in the highest trial court in the state of Texas. It's insanity for anyone to represent themselves. My court 
which hasn't been done before. We give booklets on legal aid, how they can find legal representation, and I'll give them a reset, you know, 60, 90 days to find an attorney because at the highest trial court level in the state of Texas, you better not think that you can come in and represent yourself. Now at a lower level, that's fine, but you need people who are empathetic. That's one of the reasons I'm running for the Texas Supreme Court. You need people who are gonna read empathy into the law. You know, they have the laws black and white, but there are instances where you just, it would be, it's, it's wrong to enforce the law the way it is. And let me give an example and then I'll stop. But there was a doctor, oh, in, South, there was a doctor in South Texas, Dr. Aleman, who made the horrible mistake of physically signing a death certificate as opposed to signing it electronically like you would do on a PDF. Well, the Texas Medical Board went after Dr. Aliman said, you violated the law, we're gonna sanction you, we're gonna you know, maybe suspend your license. Well, it got to the Texas Supreme Court. Well, the majority opinion of Texas Supreme Court said, hold on, you know, this Texas Medical Practice Act is supposed to take care of doctors who, for example, you know, cut the wrong leg or give you eye drops and you go blind. For someone, you know, who didn't, who signed a death certificate versus doing it electronically, that's not the serious type of work. No. My opponent, who's never been a judge in his life, said, well, that was a rule. He broke it. He deserves to be sanctioned. Hmm. And, and so tell the viewers who your opponent is. Just My so opponent is Jeff Boyd, never been a judge in his life, never been trained by either the Municipal Courts League, the District Courts, or the National Judicial College. His one qualification for being on the Texas Supreme Court was that he was Rick Perry's chief of staff. Oh, okay. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that distinct difference. Could you tell our viewers about your experience being a judge or what led you to this Sure. Okay. Well, I bring over 27 years of legal experience. I'm in my second term as an elected district court judge in Dallas, where I hear primarily civil issues, just personal injury, medical malpractice, oil and gas, real estate, and consumer issues. Prior to being elected on the Texas, on the, oh, I slipped on the <laughs> district court bench, um, I was an administrative judge for the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, where I adjudicated disputes between employees and their agencies. I've been an arbitrator for DART, which is our regional transportation system, the U.S. Postal Service, NASDAQ FINRA, which adjudicates disputes between um, consumers and their brokerage houses. And I've also been a member of the arbitration panel for the Washington Metropolitan Airport Board. I've been a municipal court judge for the city of Dallas, in-house corporate counsel in the telecommunications, retail and defense industries. And I tell you all that so that you know that I have the depth and breadth of experience to handle the issues heard in the Texas Supreme Court. In fact, it was the depth and breadth of my experience why the Houston Chronicle endorsed me over my opponent who's been sitting at the Texas Supreme Court <coughs> for eight years. It makes a difference. It really does. And they recognize that. And, you know, with the crazy decisions coming out of the Texas Supreme Court, we need someone who understands what it's like to have to work every day for a living. We need someone who's empathetic. You know, what were they thinking of for vote by mail during a pandemic? Do you know that most states allow vote by mail, period? This is a pandemic. We're in red levels. And the Texas Supreme Court says, no, we're not going to expand the provisions. But guess what they do? 
They have not been in the Supreme Court building since March, and they conduct all their hearings and their meetings by Zoom because they fear COVID. But they won't apply that same reasoning to the everyday citizens of Texas. It's crazy. And so I want to bring some common sense back, someone who actually has experience to the Texas Supreme Court. In fact, right now, the Texas Supreme Court is known for favoring business interests. A study was done, and if you are a multi-billion dollar corporation and you're represented by one of the favorite nine law firms, you have over an 80% chance of having your position affirmed by the Texas Supreme Court. And what's scary about that, if someone had said that about me, I would have immediately um, opened up an investigation to say, hey, are, is this true? Are we really biased? They're just sitting there and they said, oh, well, yeah, yeah. this is as usual. Yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's really unfortunate. But I, I'm glad that someone like you is going to run because what I get from you is a sense of transparency. I get a sense of honesty from you. And I think it's what the citizens of Texas deserve. You know, it's just a matter of everybody going to the polls, but there is something on my mind, Judge Williams. Okay. This word of audacity. I meet so many women, particularly black women or women of different, different ethnicities that just have empathy. They have the intelligence, but they just don't have the audacity to run or they don't have the audacity to face their counterparts in a way that's needed for the everyday person. What gives you the audacity to run for Texas Supreme Court? You know, because a lot of us talk about it, oh, maybe one day, but here you are actually going to do it and you're doing it. And you say, why not? Mm -hmm. I mean, people get on the Texas Supreme Court. It's affecting all of our lives every day. The Texas Supreme Court sets the law for everything civil, whether it could be child custody issues. And I looked at the Texas Supreme Court and said, wait a second, there's no one there that looks like me. And upon doing more investigation, I read that there had never been an African-American woman on the Texas Supreme Court ever. And when I looked at my experience and my background, I said, why not? I've got to open the door, which is why I feel great. I mean, I want to win tomorrow. But if I don't win tomorrow, at least I've knocked down that door where someone has looked at me, I've inspired them, and they will try in two years and be successful because I will help anyone. Um, you know, right now there are three Hispanic women on the Texas Supreme Court, still zero black women. Mm -hmm. We need our perspectives and we've got to stop thinking, oh, I'm not qualified. Oh, I don't have this. Well, look at my opponent. No experience, no right. qualifications. And I don't even know there. I don't know where that comes from. We're always questioning ourselves. We're always feeling insecure to take it to the next level. I think it takes people like you to show us anything can be done. You just have to do it, especially considering the times like this. Oh, yeah. You have to believe in yourself. Because the problem is, I think sometimes we think we have to do it the way the other other people. Now, there were people who were running for the Texas Supreme Court who were actually handpicked by the Texas Democratic Party. No one made a phone call and said, Stacey Williams, I think you'd be a great candidate. I, within myself and my prayers and, you know, thinking, my God, there's got to be a change. Stacey Williams picked her own self up. Stacey Williams decided that she was going to run no matter what, and she did it. And you've just got to do that because we don't have a good old boy 
network where someone will say, oh, Stacy, do you want to run? Here's a hundred thousand or we'll get you a hundred thousand dollar loan. You just, you just show up. Mm -hmm. um, no, we don't have that. So you've just got to believe in yourself, believe in our people. Our people need me on the Texas Supreme Court. And like I said, I'm willing to try. Um, and I hope that we're successful. If not, I know I've awaken the minds of many um, judges on the lower courts to think, well, hey, you know what, I can do that. Or, you know, some I've encouraged, there are going to be three spots opening in 2022. And I, it is my dream, my hope to see an African-American woman running in each of those races. Absolutely, absolutely, thank you. Let me ask you another question, uh, Judge Williams. And another word that comes to mind is, who will you be if elected tomorrow? What type of judge are we going to inherit or receive tomorrow? Okay. You're going to see the same person that you, that Dallas County has seen the last two times. You know, I really care about my community. I care about people. And I think that's best exhibited by my program that I created called the Citizen Civil Academy, which is a free nonpartisan class that I developed to teach citizens about the civil court process. Because when I was running in 2014, people would come up to me, hey, when you get elected, don't put me in jail and I have to go, <laughs> well, I'm not a criminal judge. You know? <laughs> so I said, yeah, we really need some education. So six months after getting on the bench, we created the Citizen Civil Academy. It's free, I pay for it with my campaign funds. It's nonpartisan. We've had students as young as seven and as seasoned as 92. We've taken it all over Dallas County. We've taken it to Collin County. We've taken it to Smith County, which is Tyler, Texas. And even with COVID, we haven't, um, we haven't stopped. We have a Zoom version of the Citizen Civil Academy. We've taken it back to Smith County. We were in Lubbock a couple of weeks ago and after the campaign, um, we're in discussions to even bring it to Houston. So um, I'm excited. Um, you know, I'm committed to my community. I'm also all about opportunity. The Texas Supreme Court, besides hearing cases and issuing decisions, makes appointments to various boards, including um, the state bar. And I think you're aware of your, our state bar president from um, Fort Bend County who made some unfortunate um, comments that unfortunately he was not disciplined for. Well, the Texas Supreme Court makes appointments and right now those appointments do not reflect the diversity of the state of Texas. And it is my intention to ensure when I get on that I'm not gonna sign off on anything, any appointment until it starts reflecting because we have talented people. We're just not part of the good old boy network. Well, guess what? I'm not either. So I wanna make sure that I throw out that lifeline and bring people in because once we get in, you know, we do great. We just never get the opportunity. That's true. And I'm about creating the opportunity. What stops us from opportunity a lot of times is just the lack of awareness. When we don't know how to navigate the process, we're not able to have those opportunities. So for you creating this academy and for you having that keen eye to know, I'm going to have to bring people on um, if elected to give them that opportunity is fantastic. Because that does stand in the way of us, I guess, pursuing our dreams. Because sometimes we just don't know. We just don't know how to navigate it. And then, you know, a lot of time it's who you know. All right, but we've got to get into the, we don't have those who you know type connections. And so you've got to get that experience. And that's one thing I'm so 
thankful that um, I have, you know, broad experience. I didn't just go one place and work 50 years and not have much to say with it. It's my diversity of experience that makes me the person that I am and lets me understand when you open up a door, you got to kick it down and let others in. You know, so many times we get in positions and we close the door because we don't want anyone else. Oh, I want company. I want company at the Texas Supreme Court and I want to make sure that the appointments reflect the state of Texas because when you have a diverse work group, it's been shown over and over again, you get a better result. That's, that's, that's very true. I couldn't have said it better. Let me ask you another question. I see so much strength radiating through you and your energy is like off the charts. But as me being a new attorney, sometimes I have those moments where I feel very insecure. I feel very uh, lost and I constantly have to remind myself and I have all these affirmations of you can do it and you're great and you can be successful. Judge Williams, what do you do to keep this energy and this confidence, you know, at an all time high? Like walk me through. <laughs> okay. Well, I think primarily it's my belief in God um, because a lot of times people say, oh, get a friend, get a mentor. Well, people will disappoint you over and over again. So you've got to have an inner strength so that when no one's there, no one's supporting you, um, it's just that inner strength that comes. Um, you know, and I could say, you know, get a mentor, da 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 da. But, you know, you, you, it really has to be self energized. So, like I said, if I waited for someone to approach me about the Supreme Court, I'd still be sitting in my courtroom in Dallas now. Yeah. Um, You've got to believe in yourself and you've got to know that we as a people have reached the heights that we have because of our own personal personal energy and our ability to withstand um, disappointment and things that are really sometimes not fair. I mean, I look back at my career and there are promotions that I should have gotten that I didn't get. Um, but I made sure in each position, I learned as much as I could in each position so that I could build upon it. And like, look, Stacy, you're young. So yeah, you're going to have those days. I have days when I'm like, Ugh, I don't feel great. You know, I'm not the energizer bunny. And it's okay to have those days or even those weeks, but you've got to shake it off and, you know, pick yourself up. But if you think I'm, you know, 100% happy every day and have 100% energy, um, no, it's not like that all the time. And we all have those days and you have to realize that's normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you were a hundred percent perfect and peppy, then I'd say something's wrong. We all have those days where we don't feel that great. But, you know, I read my Bible and it helps, helps me get over like the rough points because there are rough points all in your life. And, you know, when I get on the Texas Supreme Court, I'm sure there are going to be some days that, um, I'm wondering, oh my God, was this the right decision? Um, you know, it's it, it's gonna, I, I sometimes think, what will it be like? Um, you know, that's 174 years of culture where they've never had to give a black woman the respect due an associate justice of <laughs> the Texas Supreme Court. That's a lot of breaking down of barriers. It's a lot of re-education. It's dealing with a lot of microaggressions. Um, that's something that's part of it, but I don't really look too forward about. And I know I'm going to have to be spiritually strong because it's going to be there. It's not going to be, you know, a bowl of cherries and we all just get along and everything's so great. And they rolled out the red carpet. Right. So, you know, and then I say, be good to yourself. Um, you can't really do it during COVID, but I know like every three months, I'd say, go get a spa, 
treat yourself to a spa day. If you looked at my nails, um, they really do look like someone who's been putting up political signs and getting cut. <laughs> you know, one day I'm gonna do my own nails and you know, just just do something fun. A, so first, a, top of the morning uh, on Wednesday, I expect you at the nail shop to treat yourself for okay. for this awesome <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Awesome. So I only have one uh, last question for you, and it's something I've been asking all of the candidates that we've had on the podcast. What is the one burning thing that you have to tell younger Stacy? The one thing that you have to tell young ladies or your younger self to kind of move forward to the next level? Believe in yourself. If no one else believes in you, believe in yourself. Um, you're at a stage now where you can, the world is your oyster, but take advantage of everything. Take advantage, particularly if something's free, take advantage of it. Um, don't limit your opportunities. If there's, for example, um, the Houston Bar Association, I'm sure they have lots of seminars all the time, like the Dallas Bar. Yeah, it might not be the best environment, but go learn, invest in your career. Because a lot of times when you're sitting across the table, um, from someone that might be your next job, that might be your next referral, um, that might be your next hookup with the next judge. You never know. Um, be kind to yourself, be good to yourself. And I think most important, have a spiritual basis. Um, I'm not saying you have to believe in a certain religion, but this is a cold, cruel world. And yeah. so you need to have some type of moral or religious belief to help you get through it. I mean, like right now, I am just having an absolute horrible time getting my arms around the fact that we've got these Trumpsters who think it's okay to, you know, bring a coffin down the Fort Bend County and have kind of an effigy of our hope to be vice president, that it's okay to go in black neighborhoods and try to intimidate. Um, and these people call themselves Christians. I'm, I'm having a hard time. So I really, you know, have to deal. Um, I have to deal with my inner being and my spirituality and my religion and what it teaches me. Right. right. Thank you Jeff, for your time. This is fantastic. Uh, I want for... to follow up with you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> for sure. And uh, definitely, uh, could you tell us a little bit more about your confirmation when you're elected tomorrow? We... Okay, when I'm elected, um, hopefully we'll know by 10 o'clock. It's kind of deceiving because I have to go on the Secretary of State's website because that will give the results for all 254 counties. Um, you know, it's sometimes people will look at Dallas County and they'll call you one. It's like, nah, I got to see what the other 254 counties do. So I'm planning on not looking at the results until 10 o'clock. I think that will give us a good idea. Um, after there's no um, there's no confirmation process like with the Supreme um, U.S. Supreme Court. Um, if um, I'm lucky enough to win, um, it'll just be like January 1st. We'll have a swearing in. I think it'll be by Zoom because. Um, it doesn't look like COVID's going to allow us to um, do anything live, but I do promise when I get um, elected and um, we will do a big public swearing in if it's two years down the road. Um, but like I said, and if it's not, I'm still happy. I've met so many people and I know that I have, I've made history in it of itself just for running and that there'll be 
I'm going to encourage folks to run in 2022. I will share them the good, bad, and ugly of running because we've got to get we've got to get our perspective on the Texas Supreme Court. And so um, I think I'm going to be happy no matter what, um, no matter what the outcome. And I'll still be judge of the 101st in Dallas, which I love too. But it would be don't don't mistake it. It would be <laughs> heaven to be on the Texas Supreme Court. Absolutely. And we're going to manifest that that happens to you. Okay, we're going to be putting our prayers in there for you. Thank you so much, Judge Williams. You're certainly an inspiration to Girl Talk University, to me, to our staff, and to the young girls we support. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I look forward to coming back. Yes, um, we're going to definitely have a party for you when you win. Okay. We have Girl Talk, okay? Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too.